Welcome to the HFL show with me, Ian Ald. Uh, a bit of a an extra special show, if you like, this week. There's no actual football to, to preview or to look forward to uh, this weekend and indeed for the, the kind of uh, foreseeable uh, January. Um, football was paused, especially, well, we're talking Highland football anyway, was paused on Monday morning. Uh, the Scottish Football Association paused football from Championship downwards, and I'm very delighted to say I'm joined on the line now by the Highland Football League Secretary, Rod Houston. Uh, Rod, uh, first of all, uh, a very good evening to you. Um, you've had a, a couple of eventful days. Evening, Ian. Yeah, well, it just adds to a long list of eventful days. I think there's almost a book of memoirs coming out in the last 10 months where we do the Grand Old Duke of York at periodic intervals where we get everybody up the hill to play football and then we have to march back down again. And unfortunately, at this stage, we're having to march back down again. But, you know, the, the, the times we live in are totally unique, so we just have to deal with each situation as they arise. And uh, it has meant a lot of extra work compared with an average season with clubs bickering. But hopefully, it keeps the league together and keeps the league with a sense of purpose and keeps the league looking forward to when we can restart once again. Now, the decision was made on Monday morning of the Scottish Football Association uh, made the the announcement kind of Monday morning. How uh, aware of you were? I mean, I'm assume I'm assuming you were in discussions with the SFA. Uh, at what point were you aware that the football would be paused uh, for the time being? Well, the, uh, there's a couple of processes going. Um, we spend a lot of time checking the straws in the wind, reading the smoke signals. <clears throat> and late last week, we had a couple of conversations with Glasgow about various things. What were the issues? What were the concerns for us? So it was clear that coming into the weekend, there was a risk that this kind of announcement would, would happen. Uh, and therefore, when it happened at lunchtime yesterday, a, it didn't come as a particular surprise. And B, that's when we heard it officially, which is what it should be, because it should go out all member clubs simultaneously. In terms of, I suppose it's the million dollar question, isn't it? I mean, who knows what's what lies ahead for not just football, but in terms of the country in the, in the coming weeks. But what does the future, the, the kind of immediate future, uh, have in store for certainly the season, if you like, in, in terms of Highland League? I, I think we would be looking at preparing a fixture programme to complete the League Championship. There are two or three things we need to work out. First of all, we need to have discussions with fellow associations about cut-off dates, because at the moment the cut-off date for identifying the champion club for the Pyramid Playoffs is mid-April. Now, I think there's widespread agreement that's going to have to change in the current circumstances. So we need to we need to deal with that first. Then, maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll have an idea of how far into February it'll be before we can restart. Then you've got to allow clubs a wee bit of preparation time, and then we'll sort of uh, create a fixture list that gets us to the key threshold date and time. One of the big benefits of a very wise decision made by the league last summer was that we're not as pressed on fixtures as we may have been because we, of course, decided to have a single fixture between each club, either home or away. Now, that means we've only got 15 fixtures dates to fit in between now and the end of April. And that ranges from 15 fixtures, because Strathspey Thistle have been singularly unfortunate, none mm-hmm. of their own making, and they still have to start a league programme, to three clubs who have three games played, so they've only got 12 fixtures to play. You add into that the fact that this is a time of year when fixtures get wrecked anyway, so 
you know, I, I, if you look at the forecast, I don't think we'd be playing this Saturday anyway. Of course, yeah. So, you know, and the, the backlog of fixtures we have at the moment, even on, on the limited total programme, it's much smaller than backlogs in two of the four winters I've already managed the league fixture programme through. And the third of the four, one is better because it was a very open winter, the third of the four, much as such. So I'm actually not worried about getting the fixtures completed because of that. Uh, the key will be the start date and how we just work it from there. Yeah, so it's, it sounds like it. I mean, everything's in the dark at the moment because we, as mm-hmm. I said, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, in terms of beyond football, but you know, it might just be a case of, um, you know, we'll just need to assess it on a, a weekly basis, a daily basis, weekly basis type thing. Probably we'll we'll take stock in a couple of weeks. We'll just let the dust settle and let people come to terms with it. Um, there are a couple of things that are going in our favour. One is the amount of time we need. But the second one is our match day protocols have been recognised as being very robust, look after players in the correct manner and, uh, you know, are a credit to the work that has been done at clubs. And that will help us to get back maybe just a wee bit more confidently than otherwise would be the case. So there's enough. Although it's dark and we can't see the light yet to see where, where in the tunnel we are, we know that these lights are waiting to meet us once we get through the tunnel a wee bit further. I was going to mention the, the match day protocols to you because having been to a couple of games uh, this season, very fortunate and a, and a fortunate position to attend those games, but I was very impressed with the the setup from clubs and how they have dealt with the, the protocols. Uh, indeed, I've, I've been speaking to you know a few players and, and, and they haven't been overly concerned despite you know obviously the the ongoing uh, coronavirus situation but that must please you as well the the way that you know many we know a lot of these clubs are, are volunteer uh, you know volunteer run as well mm-hmm. it must please you how they've kind of responded to to these well, protocols and uh, yeah, I think it's reassuring it reassures me that we have good people running clubs at the Highland League level and the commitment of volunteers is absolutely astonishing when you consider this as the fifth tier of professional football in Scotland and there isn't a single full-time paid administrator, manager, whatever you want to call it. Everything is run by volunteers and, you know, the technical staff and playing staff are part-timers. I think it's absolutely astonishing what they've achieved. But it shows you what can be achieved if there's a common will. And that's what they took into this whole thing by the way they handled the situation when last season broke down in mid-March uh, as... Uh, the pandemic struck. I always try where possible to, to to talk football. That can be in any conversation in life, and we'll, we'll end by Don't talking. Don't feel lonely. Don't feel lonely. <laughs> no, well, we'll end by talking about um, a lot about the football because uh, this week. Another Highland League side joined the, the second round. We don't know when that's going to be, but they're due to welcome Brewer Rangers. It is. They're due to welcome Hearts. There's a lot of. Um, well, there was a lot of Highland League involvement in the third round draw. I know there's a lot to be settled, but how pleased have you been to see so many sides doing well in the Scottish Cup, given what's gone on in the last couple of months? Because even the, the Lowland Leagues, they started a bit earlier than the Highland sides, but how pleased have you been in a kind of footballing sense to see so many of those sides do well? Absolutely delighted. Every tie in which we could get a Highland League club through. We got a Highland League club through. The only all Highland League tie was Rothes and Fraserburgh. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, everybody got through. 
and it includes a couple of absolutely outstanding results. Uh, I would go as far as to mention Huntley mm-hmm. beating Cumbernauld Colts uh, as being a, a particularly noticeable result. And I, I'm delighted this year. It's been a good year, and I think it's given morale across the league a heck of a lift. And it's a year when morale can always do with an, a, an extra lift. You always have better years and poorer years in the Scottish Cup, but mercifully this year we're having a better year. Although the draw presents a lot of challenges for our clubs uh, in the next round, but the you know talking to them on the shoulders with a league management committee last night and they're relishing the prospect, which is just great, and that'll carry them through this uh, suspension of play. The incentive of getting ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many uh, great ties to look forward to. Bucky, Cali, Thistle, Brora, Hearts, potentially Huntley-Aberdeen in that third round as well. That would be brilliant. Um, Rod, as always, a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, I just... um, you know, one day we'll actually we'll, we'll, we'll talk about football properly and not mention the we'll, dreaded we'll C word. We'll be game talking about the game rather than about the things that are impacting on the game. Ian. But thanks for your time and uh, just everybody out there, stay safe. Absolutely, Rod. Stay safe. Thanks for your time, Rod. Cheers, man. All the best. Highland Football League Secretary Rod Houston. There, a busy couple of days uh, for Rod, and indeed, as he said, there he's going to. It does settle, and then. Um, will be a a busy couple of weeks I'd imagine in store as we hopefully get football back on the agenda in the coming weeks now a couple of snippets of of news as we mentioned there Broda of course beating Camelin on Monday night to progress into the second round of the Scottish Cup they'll face Hearts in the second round of course we don't know when that tie will be played uh, but I'd imagine when football gets back up and running, of course, the Jambos are still allowed to play because they're in the championship. But some cracking ties in the third round draw as well. We touched on it there. If Huntley can get past Dumbarton, they'd welcome Aberdeen to Christie Park. And I'm sure that will be a, a really interesting tie. Needless to say, it goes without saying, the Bucky Cali Thistle game, the Brewer Hearts game, the potentially an Aberdeen visit to Huntley, of course, We'd, uh, we'd love for supporters to get through the doors and watch those games in person. Another bit of breaking news as well, just before we recorded this uh, podcast in the last hour or so, Chris Hunter has left his post at Tariff United. Of course, uh, the last game wasn't a, wasn't a good one uh, for Tariff. We, we, we spoke to Scott Barber as he scored three of the 13 that Tariff conceded in Chris Hunter's last game. But we wish Chris... All the very best in the future. Still to come on the HFL show, we're going to chat with Wick Academy manager Gary Manson and also Keith striker Cami Keith. Now, Highland Football Weekly, of course, is back. It's two shows a week, the HFL show being one of them. And on Monday, we released the Highland Football Weekly episode with Morris Malpass, the former Dundee United legend and Cali Thistle assistant manager. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or tune in, uh, available in all formats. And here's a little taster of what's in store on that podcast. And I've got a crabbit, grumpy voice on the end of the phone. If you ever show somebody inside again, don't come back. And put the phone down on it. I learned after the game, stay away from because he battered me um, at well, and then after the game you know it, it was a crumbling card for me uh, 
emotionally, I struggled after the game. Saying cheerio, the weight in his shoulders, the world every morning when he came in, I, I found that hard to watch. And from my own point of view, I, I felt as though I let him down because I, I couldn't change his mindset. I, I couldn't help him. Found it difficult. And that podcast with Morris Malpass is available on iTunes, Spotify and TuneIn. Now, heard from Rod Houston a few moments ago. Delighted to welcome onto the podcast now Wick Academy manager Gary Manson. Gary, a very good evening to you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Ian. Thanks very much. Well, Gary, it seems that every time that we talk to each other, uh, we're in lockdown. You're on the podcast uh, last year back in May, of course, in lockdown one. And we're in lockdown again. Lockdown two is here. I know. Let's hope we never speak to each other again. <laughs> Unfortunately, Gary, we're going to talk less about football and more about lockdown and COVID-19 restrictions, etc. Because at this morning's news, as we record this on Monday night, football has been stopped uh, at levels lower than the SPFL Championship. Of course, that affects Wick Academy and the Highland League. First of all, Gary, just want to get your thoughts on the uh, pause in football at the Highland League level? Yeah, well, I think it's the, the correct thing to do. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure what took them so long. As soon as, as, soon as the national lockdown came in, it was, uh, you know, it was a logical thing to do. If you're not getting tested, then you know, we're Highland League level and well, everything below the Premiership, I believe, um, aren't getting regular testing. So how, how they can be allowed to you know, travel the, the length and breadth of the country is, was beyond me. So. But, yeah, they've got to the right decision eventually, I suppose. Highland League season started in November, but how have the last couple of months been for you at dealing with these kind of ongoing restrictions? Yeah, it's not been great. Um, I mean, since we since we started back, we've only played four games, um, and two of those were in the league. So, you know, you're well, in the middle of January now, and we've only played two league games. Um, it's just a bit it's kind of bizarre. It's not. It doesn't feel like a proper football season um, because it's been so stopped at the start. And now you're getting into the sort of months where weather plays a big part and whether games are going to get played as well. So um, yeah, it, it's not been great um, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, everyone's in the same boat. Um, it feels like we were training forever. Um, like a pre-season uh, schedule was just going on and on and on and then once we do get to the games we only get four games and then we're back in lockdown so it's not been great um, but like I say everyone's been in the same boat so it's, it's not just me Were a lot of calls for the pause last week um, is that something that you'd go along with? Yeah um, I was quite uh, vocal in the in the local press at least um, saying that all football um, under professional level should be should be cancelled if there's if there's no testing of the players and the, and the, um, the staff and everyone that's going to be at the games then you can't guarantee everybody's safety so you know how we were allowed to go down to Cowden Beast on, on Boxing Day I'm not quite sure but that was that was when we were in I think it was year four now we're set further in the full national lockdown then yeah it should have been the face should have jumped on it straight away and, um, 
and the standard of football. But like I say, we've at least we got to the, the correct decision eventually. On a more personal note, Gary, you took over back in July time as as manager of Wick Academy uh, for the first time. Of course, the season started back in November. Has the whole COVID experience and restrictions, has that somewhat soured you know, your experience so far anyway as manager of Wick? Well, not at the start. Um, at the start, I think it was sort of, was it June or, June or July, I, I actually first got appointed. And, um, you know, the cases and all the figures that were in COVID were coming down at that stage and we were kind of getting back to normal. Uh, so yeah, the enthusiasm was all there, but yeah, recently it has it has got adapted on things as well. There's no denying that. Um, but again, we'll, once the, once we start getting back to normal and once the cases start coming down, then yeah, there's just the, the motivation and the enthusiasm will, will come back in in droves, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to that day that we can see right. That's it. Um, that's it. Finished. We'll have. A f- We'll have a full season and, you know, eight year fixtures and we can just work from there. Um, just now it just feels like, you know, they've, they've had a three-week suspension, but who's to know that that might drag on down to five or six weeks suspension and then we're having to get a, another fixture that's drafted. And it just feels at the moment it's just a never-ending scenario where there's no good news coming out of it. Well, all will be revealed, I'm sure, in the uh, coming days and weeks ahead. Gary, it's an absolute pleasure to chat with you once again. Hopefully, next time we chat, it'll be more about football, less about restrictions, um, level of, of tears that we're in in terms of the, the COVID situation, and, and, and more more positive and yeah, more football chat next time we, we, uh, we, we have a discussion like this. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, a, a happier, serious conversation next time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Gary, absolute pleasure. Brilliant to catch up with you and take care, buddy. No worries. Cheers. Jogs Talking Balls is the new podcast where four football fans debate the biggest talking points in football history with some hilarious results. Diana Ross scores that penalty. There's an argument for the greatest goal of all time because she breaks the goal. She literally breaks the goal. Each week there's a different topic where the four of us have to come to a complete agreement on a final top five. Okay, let's buckle up. It's going to be a long night. Tipso's nodding. Aldi's nodding. I'd put a cross through them yet. Oh, Ross isn't happy. He's not happy. And that's where our real opinions come to the fore. They're just a, a skid mark on, on Highland football. I just hate them, they're just a shambles of a club And when comparing the two, I just find Dundee mm-hmm. deeply unpleasant Sit back and reminisce as the debate takes all sorts of turns It's the craziest, the most amazing goal celebration that we'll never see If it makes these two boys wet their knickers the way it is now, then it has to be good The back of that stand like, has an asbestos warning <laughs> I mean, come on, jeez The Jocks Talking Balls podcast, a must-listen for all football fans Find us on Spotify and other podcast platforms now Yeah, that would be worth listening to, I would love to hear that Oh, delighted to welcome onto the podcast now Keith Stryker, Cami Keith. Cami, how are you? Yeah, good thanks. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Ian. Now, Cami, we, we should have been looking ahead to uh, this weekend's game. We're recording this on the Tuesday. We were already kind of prepped to record it early in the week. And you personally, you should have been looking forward to a game tonight, um, weather depending, of course, against Clyde in the Scottish Cup second round. But as we all know, the game... The game in the in the lower echelons of the of the setup really has been suspended. Uh, first of all, Cammy, can I get your your take on 
on yesterday morning's news that uh, play in the Highland League and indeed the Lowland, you know, the League Two, League One, etc., has been suspended. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it probably didn't come as a you know an overall surprise in, in the end um, when we got the kind of green light to, to keep playing a, a week or, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, um, when the rest of the country went into to lockdown. I think there was just kind of you know mounting pressure. Um, from all quarters on the on the football authorities, particularly for part-time semi-pro guys like ourselves, um, you know, it, it did it did appear, you know, even for me playing, it did appear slightly ludicrous to to be training and playing um, while the rest of the company's in a, in a lockdown. And yeah, we're mingling with you know twenty-plus guys in training, and obviously twenty-two guys on a on a pitch. So it didn't come as a as a huge surprise um, yesterday, if I'm honest, and, and, and it probably is the is the right decision. As a player, um, did you have any concerns at all? I mean, obviously last week there was a lot of talk about should the the league be stopped, should the Scottish Cup be stopped, etc. Um, did you have any concerns as a, as a player, you know, playing uh, under that, you know, the, uh, with everything that's going on in terms of the, the new lockdown? It's a tricky one because I mean, I, I, I was you know desperate to get to get back to football, and when we got the you know the go ahead to finally go ahead at the end of November, it was it was brilliant. I must say, for you know, the first couple of months, you know, I felt totally safe in training and, and totally safe, um, you know, with games and things like that. And albeit, you know, I'm driving myself to games when you've, you've got kind of vulnerable family members, and that's not the same as you know the camaraderie you get on a team bus and stuff. So, you know, I made the conscious decision to, to drive to games. Well, cases were still high, but I must admit, I felt perfectly safe. And mm-hmm. you know, come game time, it's not something. I overall thought too much about even up against you know opposition and as a striker you know, up against the kind of same two guys for in the centre half for, for long periods of time but as cases started to rise and I think since, certainly since you know our last game of Boxing Day in the, in the turn of the year you kind of realised you know oh god this is, this is through the roof here um, and not just in certain areas all over the country it seemed to be you know cases on the rise and even in, in Murray and the Highlands too um, and certainly down in, in Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire, where, where I stay. So it did start to become a little bit of a concern, I must admit. Um, you know, you were starting to think about training and, and playing teams like, you know, Clyde, a team from down the road, and it did start to cross your mind um, in terms of safety, you know, because none of us are tested and you get like a temperature, a check, but how accurate those things are, I don't know. So it, it probably was a, a relief to a lot of guys when they in terms of you mentioned there that you know missing the, the team bus etc that there is obviously you know certain things that that um, have had to be stopped and um, various different protocols put put in place and rightly so as well to protect everyone involved but but what's the last couple of mo- months been like um, I mean I'm assuming it's is it is it totally different from this time last year or is it is it not so much I mean how's how's it been yeah I mean it has been I mean banter and stuff in training has been brilliant and the, the banter and change has been brilliant it is obviously weird um, driving to games so I'm one of the guys who likes to be up at the, the back of the bus and, and celebrating with the boys with you know, a few beers on the way home after a, after a win so it has been strange you know certainly driving to and from games um, and you know the no showering part has been you know it's been a strange a strange sensation as well um, I guess we've been lucky so far that the furthest we've been is, is key you know, we've not had any big away trips as yet so mm-hmm. 
I don't know how that's been for some other teams that have been pretty grueling away trips and no shower type of thing. But you know, for us, just going to and from Keith, it's not been you know too bad. You can you can live with it. Um, but it is a, an odd thing, you know, going home, you know, filthy in your tracksuit in your car. Um, but otherwise, everything it, it felt kind of normal enough. As I said, training was was normal. Planter was good. The dressing room at Keith. What we kind of done was the the away team got both the home and the away dressing room, and we um, changed. And we you know part of Murray College is now Keith FC owns it's in our car park, so we've got a huge almost old lecture hall there mm-hmm. that we were all um, spaced out in. So. Although it was a massive room, you, the banter was still there and you felt perfectly safe being, you know, a lot further away from guys and we usually would have been in our old cramp um, dressing room. And then, of course, we started getting crowds back um, for yeah. our first few home games, which was brilliant. And you started to think, wow, this just feels like, you know, almost close to, to normal again. And it was, it was really enjoyable, but then obviously it changed quite quickly and it was, you know, back to square one almost. No, I think the, oh, the I suppose the nice thing is, there is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. This time last year, we, you know, well, we didn't know about COVID, uh, or certainly the, the impacts of COVID this time last year. But certainly last year, uh, it was a quite an uncertain time. Uh, the vaccination is of course around the corner as well. So hopefully, you know, return to football in in some way, shape, or form won't be be too far away. On a footballing point of view as well, Keith, of course, uh, changed managers recently. Um, you've got Andy Roddy and Tommy Wilson now is is the kind of duo. In there as well. How have the last couple of months been with uh, the new managers at the helm? It's, it's been really good, to be honest. I mean, I, I was very close with our, our previous managers, and, and Dean Donaldson and, and Jamie Lennox and, and Michael Brown, because I played with them all at Keith then previously. So I, I was certainly disappointed to see them go. Um, but having said that, you know, Andy and Tommy have been a you know breath of fresh air since they came in. They've implemented their own ideas. It's you know, that's a new attacking possession based style of football that seems to suit us, seems to suit me, you know, as a striker, I've been getting a good few goals this season already, so I've really enjoyed it, um, you know, they clearly both, I mean, I used to play against Tommy when he was at Locos and for Martin, um, you know, and I knew what a good player he was, but, you know, I never worked with Andy before, so it's, it's actually been really enjoyable, um, you know, they know the game inside out, um, and, and getting ideas across to us, it's been actually really good and we've actually been on a, a good run as well we've won like our last four games so I do hope you know we are able to finish this season at least I know you know it's just some of the lead to where other football's maybe not the most important thing um, going on right now and I do agree with the, the suspension but I would like to, to hopefully see the, the season carried out so not just from a selfish point of view so that we can continue our good work but I think a lot of the clubs have put in so much work to get to the stage it would be nice just to considering the season's a Fingers crossed there is a return to football uh, in the next couple of weeks at least. I mean, the review will be at the end of January and then hopefully we'll get football back uh, with um, with everything else that's that's happening in in the world and and around Scotland, etc. Now, there's no football this weekend to look ahead to. There's no game. In fact, the league table will remain dormant for the time being. However, there is a, a very important league table going on at the moment. It's the HFL show Brainiac's quiz. How is your pub quiz knowledge, Cammy? Tricky one. I, I did think it was decent and then done quite a few Zoom quizzes over the last <laughs> lockdown and me and my wife always seem to finish bottom, so I must admit I'm not feeling too too confident. <laughs> okay, right. So as I mentioned off here, 10 is uh, to equal Neil McLean. 
Uh, seven, uh, sorry, eight points would take you into second. Seven would be joint second with Richard McCaddy from Wick. Uh, of course, uh, four is the lowest score, so any lower than four will see you at the bottom of the table. Right, you've got 60 seconds, 10 questions, and your 60 seconds start now. Which football stadium is the third largest in the SPFL? Dodgy. What is What colour is the lounge where performers wait before going on stage? Red. The five basic human senses are smell, taste, sight, hearing and what? Touch. What are romaine, rocket and butterhead types of? Uh, mushrooms. Who voiced the genie in the 1992 film Aladdin? Okay, what is both a word meaning new and a character in the Matrix? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what is the meaning of the German word Luft, as in Lufthansa? Yeah. Fictional bear, what fictional bear is named after a train station in London? Pardon. Uh, who is older, ant or deck? Deck. And what paper-like substance was invented by the ancient Egyptians? Tissue paper. It was papyrus. So, Cami, uh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to tell you, you scored four. Four. Oh my god. Four out of ten. So you're you're joint bottom at the moment. But uh, Cami, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Um, thanks for thanks for sparing some time during um, during lockdown and and stay safe. And uh, hopefully we'll get football back soon. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks very much. That's it from us here on the HFL show. My thanks go to Rod, Cami, and Gary for the time. Well, it looks like Highland League football will be back in a couple of weeks' time. For the time being, stay safe out there, and thanks for listening.